radioinfluence.com Initiate procedure. Okay, the MJ Radio Network. We are go. Now, stand by for the MJ Morning Show. Unbelievable. This is podcast number 34. MJ Todd Schnitt here along with Froggy and Fester. Michelle's going to join us in just a bit. Chloe's going to pop on. I found a funny as hell classic Froggy crank call on the hard drive while going through it over the weekend. Uh, I totally forgot about this. I, I still don't remember it, but it's it's hysterical. I found myself laughing my ass off, so we'll play that later on in the podcast. It's morbidly obese Matt. Froggy, do you remember a character, morbidly obese Matt, and his service monkey? I remember the service monkey crank calls. I did a bunch of those, but I don't exactly remember morbidly obese Matt, but I could see him, actually, just saying the name. This involves an antique musket and an antique store. So, <laughs> and, a, and a fat guy and a musket. So hold on. It'll, oh, I'm in. It'll all come together at the end of the podcast. Chloe's going to join us. Uh, I wanted her on last week, but we just ran out of time. We were over an hour last week. And uh, Chloe's going to talk about the soccer disappointment. But she is going to college. I mean, the, the latest we know, we're bringing her to college. So we'll talk about that later on here in just a bit. Fester just got to his home studio. Of course, we're still all independent. We're not in the same location. I'm in my place. Froggy's in his house. Fester's in his house. And Fester just got in. Fester running late because of a little RV situation down at the RV lot. For those that don't know, we discussed this on earlier podcasts. And I think podcast number one, Fester went into RV sales and now He's a big, bad RV salesman selling like three, four $400,000 units here. There. Just incredible. So, Fester, what happened? And I know you were concerned because we talked about this over the weekend that you're going to be late to Monday night's recording for the Tuesday morning drop. You got an issue. You got a customer that, what, what are they called? They're, they're, what is the name for an angry customer? The name is a heat case. A heat case. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. I don't, th- this customer wasn't a heat case. Okay. Although it could have turned into a gotcha. heat case. And I was just trying to be over prepared for handling and working with my customer properly. All right. So a, a head case is like a classic. Uh, a head case is, is crazy. A, is a nut job. It's just a crazy. But if you have a pissed off, angry customer, they're called a heat case. Now, is that just in the RV industry or does that also translate into the automotive industry at a Ford dealer or a Chrysler or a Chevy dealer? I, I would imagine a lot of the lingo which it's an amazing assortment of lingo that's out <laughs> oh there. Oh my God, really? Describe every kind of customer. But uh, I, I would imagine it's similar in most sales jobs. If you have an angry customer, you want to get right to the point, especially if you have to tell a sales manager, hey, I've got a heat case at my desk. I need some help. <laughs> I love it. Oh. A heat case. This dude ordered a really nice, expensive RV unit. Not a self-driving one, but they call this, what, the fifth wheel where you hook it on to the back of like a heavy-duty pickup truck to tow it? Yes, that is exactly right. He ordered a fifth wheel. MSRP price is like like $185,000. Holy uh, man. I tell the story of what happened to this unit. It finally comes in. I'm guessing that all the factories, which most of the RV factories, Elkhart, that's like, isn't that ground zero Elkhart, Indiana, right? 
Elkhart, Indiana is where about 90% of the RVs are created and made. All right, so I'm guessing this guy had to wait a little longer. Probably COVID-19 delayed the manufacture of this thing. It finally comes in and tell everyone what happened to the RV. Travel trailers and fifth wheels now have solid steps that fold into the RV when you're driving down the road. So every one of these travel trailers, every travel trailer you see on any RV dealership lot anywhere in the country was driven there, probably from Indiana. So it's about a thousand miles. Somewhere in the thousand mile trip, the ladder that folds inside this super expensive, super nice fifth wheel gives out a weld breaks, bashing the hell out of the wall on the other side of the camper, going practically through the bathroom door. Scratching the hell out of the refrigerator, bending the door frame. <laughs> oh my god. All right, so hold on. Did the ladder like break and then started hitting the interstate and then bounce back off the road at 70 miles an hour, then smash into the floor? Or I'm just trying to understand this. It fell down, probably going 80 miles an hour yeah. down Interstate 75. Yeah, from Indiana. And it smashed through the other side wall. Oh my god. Smashed through the door, smashed through the wallboard gouged a floor, bent the door frame, <laughs> destroyed the, the, the ladder system. It's like a scene from used cars. <laughs> I'm telling you. Right, so this started. couple is waiting for this $180,000 unit. They probably can't wait to like hook it up, go on vacation, get away from this Florida COVID crap right now, and their, <laughs> their unit is shredded inside because the ladder weld busted. It just rips through like a hot knife through butter. Come on down and look at your trashed RV. What What do you do? Well, I always try to be on the level. So I knew the RV was there. I called him and said, hey, this." I told him before he even got to the store, this is the issue. I sent him pictures of the issue. There was no surprises. He wasn't happy about it, oh. but he at least got the whole story from me and we're working to resolve everything well listen it's not your fault at your rv dealership fester it happened in transport but right. listen, i'd be pretty pissed i wouldn't be pissed at you or the dealership i'd be pissed at the rv company for not welding maybe something properly or the transport company how much damage like dollar wise uh, what's the estimate on how much damage to this unit probably like eight or ten thousand dollars jeez so he leaves we, we not happy but at least feeling good that he has an advocate on his side, right. which is me. And we have a game plan to hopefully have this done in the next two weeks. Uh Oh, so, and what happens? Then I get home and his wife calls me and she tells me that, uh, I'm not taking that freaking RV. I want to order a brand new one. See, she doesn't want it tomorrow morning. I got a big jam on my hands. Gotta be honest, what are you man. Expecting to take it. Yeah, well, listen, I, I got to be honest with you. And Froggy, I think we're probably headed down the same road here, no pun intended. I wouldn't need my <laughs> wife to call up. I would, if I'm ordering a $180,000 unit and, then, you know, whatever I ended up paying for, whatever discount that I got off a sticker price, I don't need my wife to wear the pants in the family and say, we're not taking it. I would tell you myself right then and there that I'm not taking a unit that got shredded by a ladder and ripped apart internally by a, a a ladder that bounced off of I-75, ripped through the floor or the sidewall. I'm not, I'm not taking the damn thing. Not like that. Everything can be repaired. You're going to show up on the Carfax, man. That fox. No that, car, that Carfax, no Carfax. That Carfax fox, man. He's going to have a big old double-barreled middle finger going at me. 
There's no Carfax on RVs. <laughs> Michelle's here. Michelle, would you take the damaged one after repair, or do you want a brand new one? I would want a brand new one, and I do wear the pants in the family. <laughs> yeah. All right, how long to get them a brand new unit? And I would imagine you guys still want to make the sale and then fix this one and sell this one to, to somebody else. Uh, it'll probably be, uh, I don't know, probably five months, four oh months, five months. Oh, my freaking God. You guys just screwed up their uh, summer COVID travel plans. They were getting ready to go to Yosemite or something. That hey. fat asshole Dominic <laughs> screwed our vacation. <laughs> Son nothing of a bitch, like, Sophia. Nothing like that. Hey, <laughs> nothing like that. Nothing like that. Hey, Fester, can I ask you a, a personal question? Sure. You probably don't want to say it, but on $189,000, you sold that. That's pretty great. You get like a big commission check for that? Yeah. 189000 bucks. That's like buying it. You can buy a track home in Manatee County for that, man. You can actually buy Manatee County. For <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move along here. So we have an update to Love After Lockup. So on last week's episode, we told the story how Michelle got hooked on the Wii TV series Love After Lockup because Michelle records and watches the Law & Order Marathon every Sunday I've got, like, my whole TiVo's jammed up with, like, 100 Law & Order episodes. And this Love After Lockup, which is actually in Season 3, I was unaware of it. Same with Michelle. Michelle starts seeing the promos that Love After Lockup is coming back, the new season. So we set the DVR, we watch it. Now Michelle is hooked on Love After Lockup, even though it appears to be fairly scripted, I think. And they're also dragging you out. They're not resolving a lot of the story, so they're going to drag you out like the entire season, I think. I get that it's scripted, but or to some extent scripted, but the whole scenario of these people hooking up through some, you know, prison pen pal situation yeah, yeah. and that the one is like they're one of them was even married they got married while yeah, the dude was yeah, in prison yeah. i mean i i just can't understand that yeah. so the deal is is that these people whether it's a man and a woman or a woman in jail and a guy after her goes both ways for instance we've got the uh guy getting out of jail and the woman's all hot to trot for him and they're the ones that got married and then there's another case where this guy is into, he's 50-something, he's into a 27-year-old uh, woman, which, you know, her pictures look pretty hot back in the day, but she was a drug dealer, and I don't know how the hell that thing's going to end up. We're in episode two now. We just watched episode two over the weekend of the new season, and I guess we, with our discussion, we caused a, a whole discussion inside of Fester's house, and now they're watching the new season of Love After Lockup, and this got into, like, a, a personal discussion, Fester? So, yeah, well, Michelle tipped us off to it last week. I'd never heard of the show. And uh, we find it on demand on our Spectrum guide. Right. And we're on season two. We're not on the new season yet. So oh, we're okay. on season two. Right. And But the premises are still outrageous and the same. And these, these people who are so in love and so committed without ever being together... And we watched probably three or four episodes kind of laughing at him and kind of being grateful we're not them. And I kind of look at my wife and I said, you know, honey, how long would you wait for me if I were locked up? And then she looks at me and she goes, are you trying to run a hot scam that I don't know about? Is something going down? You want to tell me? I was like, no, no, uh, no. Yes, always, but. <laughs> always. <laughs> I'm always running hot scams. Nothing I want to tell you about. But how long would you wait for me? And she stops and she thinks about it and she says, it depends. How long is your sentence? 
So I just throw out there. I go, 10 years. She goes, if you're locked up for 10 years, I'll wait for you. What? <laughs> and I, I was like, really happy. I was like, really? And she goes, yes. <laughs> she goes, but I will only be faithful for three years. Oh, and I was like, I was like, I was like, what the hell does that mean? She goes, if you're locked up for 10 years, honey, I'll wait two or three years, but then I got to get a boyfriend. And you'll be in jail and you'll never know. Holy crap. <laughs> but she would wait for you. I mean, the, the, the end result is that she is going to wait for you and she's still going to remain married to you until you, you know, for you to come out, right? Right. 10 years is her uh-huh. limit, though. Longer than 10 years, she's just moving on with her life. Uh, but oh, So ten- you're telling me she's going to meet some hot guy and, and after three years start hooking up with him and he's not horribly fat. And bald, <laughs> and has Froggy. just, just, just grossness. You're telling me she's not going to fall in love with him? Please, Look, you're screwed. I don't know. I don't know. But she, she pointed out. She's like, I was like, I was like, you're, you're going to have a boyfriend, and you're not going to tell me. She goes, first of all, you're going to be in prison, so you don't need to know that. And she goes, and besides. I won't ask you about the sex you have in prison, and you don't need to ask me about the sex I have on the outside. All right, hold on on a sec. So what happens if you have a side ride while you're in prison and it develops into something, and you're expecting to get back together after you're released, but now she's all wedged up with this side ride, and then you're blown off at the last minute uh, when you're released? I know. Oh, man, such big things I have to think about if I'm going to be starting my life of crime at this uh, late age. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it and you look at Fester, chances are he's going to be better looking. Not to say that you're great. <laughs> like, bad looking. He's probably going to be a better looking guy than you. And, you know, your wife is way out of your league. Well, plus so, I'm you going I'm, to jail. Is- I'm very confident in my ability to uh, foster new relationships in prison. Because my body has something to offer to everybody. Oh, Whatever you're looking for, it's probably somewhere on my body. So uh, I'm sure I won't be that lonely. But all because of Michelle. All because of Michelle telling me about this show. My wife's thinking about getting a boyfriend after two and a half years of me being in the can. Let's be honest. I'm surprised you've never been in the can, quite frankly. <laughs> but Fester, I think what was the end result? I think I said to you, she's a better wife than I am. Which tells you what? That you'd probably wait, what, 60 days? I mean, what, what are you saying? <laughs> I think, you know, on conviction day, divorce papers might be served. On conviction day? Michelle, what What if it's a misdemeanor? What if he's only serving like six months in the county? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, like that radio guy who got busted uh, for betting, and his wife left him, I think, when the trial, I think when the he got sentenced. Wait, you're, like, you're talking about Craig Carton uh, from The Fan in, yeah, New, York, in New York? he just got out, I think. Is is he out on COVID release, Michelle? Craig Carton? No, what's, what's he's, not he's out. Release. He's out on like a house halfway house Good release. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Hey, listen, there's talk that they might take him back at uh, WFAN in New York. They're going to. You think so? Oh, absolutely. They should. Yeah. That that Boomer Sizen show sucked without Craig Carton. He was the show. Hey guys, do you remember when we had that interview with Rick James years ago? Yeah, we went to him on the phone line, and then he just rambled for like. 30 seconds. That's right. You got to hear this story. I forgot about this with the whole cloud of COVID. I forgot that I got an email. Berlander, who is my engineer for the Schnitt show. 
I got an email from Berlander back in January. Hey, Schnitz, see below, see if it's something you're interested in. It was an email from January 22nd of this year, January 22nd, 2020. Hi, James. I got your email contact from Natalie when I called into the station this morning. I'm like, Natalie? Oh, so he must have called my old gig when I was doing mornings at WOR in New York, and Natalie was our great morning executive producer. So the guy writes, I got your email contact from Natalie, blah, blah, blah. I am the archival producer for an exciting new documentary over at Mass Appeal on the funk master himself, Rick James. It's being directed by Sasha Jenkins, who recently made the Emmy-nominated Showtime documentary series Wu-Tang Clan of Mikes and Men. When conducting some research for our show, I came across a footnote from an interview with Harry Wanger. Wait, did you say Harry Wanger? His name's Harry Wanger? No, no, no. Harry, yes. Harry Wanger, W-E-I-N-G-E-R. Oh. I was about to say, because Harry Wanger <laughs> is the name I give when I order pizzas. All right. So <laughs> the footnote referenced an interview that Rick did on September 25th, 2001, on the Schnitt Show with Todd Schnitt. We'd love to get a copy of that interview to review in our edits. Does a copy of the tape still exist? Uh, any and all help would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. And the guy's name is Eddie. And first of all, they have some things wrong here because it wasn't on the Schnitt Show. The Schnitt Show actually didn't even go on the air until like the following week. The Schnitt Show started October 1st, 2001. They have this as September 25th, 2001. So this was the MJ Morning Show. And I'm like, oh, my God, the famous Rick James interview where he seemed to be totally blasted out of his mind. Now, keep in mind, we did this interview on uh, September 25th of 2001. He died three years later. He died in 2004. Rick Are James. you sure that's the right date? We interviewed him right after 9-11. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that we interviewed Rick James two weeks after 9-11. You know, I hey, don't... Is, was that the interview... Can I ask a question? Yeah. Was that the interview when he said this, and it's a very derogatory comment, hoes are my M.O.? Something to that yeah. effect. Oh, I've got the audio, so wait, wait a minute. You're not going to believe this. So I get the email back in January. I'm like, oh my God, it's probably on the hard drive two terabytes. There are like 100,000 cuts on here. Nothing is labeled. I got to go through and label. And I've been doing that slowly, trying to do like 100 or so a week. And it just takes a long time. And then once you start listening, it's like, oh, my God, this was funny. And, you know, you listen to the whole damn bit. So there, there goes my time efficiency. So I'm like, there's no way I'm going to find this. So I put it on the back burner. Then COVID hits. I forgot all about it. And you're not going to believe this. Hurricane texts me this morning. Hey, man. Uh, I got some pictures and some audio files that I found. What email do you want me to send them to? So Hurricane sends me an email, and it's got some pictures of me uh, scuba diving with the sharks in the Florida Aquarium. Remember that? Yeah. So he sent me pictures of that, and there are little Chloe's there and everything. And then he's got some audio files. Like, uh, we got to do this maybe in a future episode. The Legally Blind Mike for Sheriff commercial. Do you remember that? <laughs> All right. Uh, I've got that. i got a bunch of things. i got some great stuff. And believe it or not, the Rick James interview, he had it. I'm like, son of a... And here are the producers for the Showtime series looking for you know our audio. Maybe they would incorporate it in this. They're doing a huge like two-hour biopic or documentary on Rick James for Showtime. 
And oh, yeah. I'd, I'd watch that even yeah. if I didn't know the audio was going to be in there. But definitely, they probably would use that. And I'm pretty sure he said a lot of crazy things in that interview and a lot of mumbling. A lot of mumbling because we went to him. We're like, Rick, Rick. <laughs> Let me play a little bit of the audio. But you think the date is wrong. You think this was later than 2000. It couldn't have been too much later because he died in 04. It, it could have been well, a year and a half later. After the world's biggest tragedy. All right, hang on. Here's the audio. And you can hear the guy's totally wasted. He's talking about burning hose with crack pipes. It's it's crazy. <laughs> Listen to this. Uh, Rick, are you there? Hey, Harry. How you doing? Good, good. Wow, that was I was joking. How you doing this morning? Everything uh, doing well? Everything's great. All right, super. Where, where are you calling from? Uh, it's from Los Angeles. All right. So, Rick, you've got uh, new projects, new excitement. Uh, the career is doing pretty well these days. Yeah. So, what's going on? Well, basically, I'm just. Uh, the biggest thing happening is promoting this new uh, Street Songs album. Then I start asking about his arrest when he did the prison time. You were actually arrested, was it for cocaine or crack or? No, no, I didn't know. That's all a fallacy. I, I was never ever arrested for drugs. Okay. But what happened was there was a girl who came to my house to visit once, and um, I was I was, I was was freebasing cocaine at the time. Right. And... Um, I'm not going to go into the uh, the difference between crack and freebase. Sure, because it's all it's all cocaine. It's right, all, it's all evil, so it falls into that. So anyway, this girl came and she stayed, and um, for about five or six weeks, and uh, she was a crack addict, and um, she uh, she stayed with she stayed out of five, just having a good time, sex and all, you know, whatever. Sure, what's going on? But but and after she left, she went back to. Uh, uh, a renowned crack motel on Sunset Boulevard, Hollywood. Where Which one? The, the, the Super 8? All right, back out live for a second here. And folks are probably going to say, hey, man, how the hell do you know about the Super 8? Because there was a seedy motel right next door to our radio station at Sunset and Cahuenga. Big, you know, tall building. That's with the CNN building in Hollywood. All right, here's the rest. Okay, well, they were on the other side. You know, this, this, there wasn't a Super 8. This place was near... Uh, more closer to La Cienega. Okay, all right. And uh, but it was the same type of thing. I'll tell you what, Rick James really knows his crack motels. As a super eight, exact exact same. Type. All right, now so she went back to the motel, and uh, how did they find? Why did they arrest you? Well, when she went back to the super eight, uh, I mean, went back to the uh, motel. She obviously had a pimp, and uh, he was very upset with the fact that she had been up to Rick James' house five six weeks having sex and fun and come back with no money. Right. So his M.O. was burning his hose, which is called, you know, right. uh, with crack pipes and stuff. That was his M.O. I mean, he had been arrested for that many, many times, and I brought that up in court. Uh, so she she came back up to our place, and she had been burned, and, and me and my lady at that time, who kind of was my lady, uh, Tanya, who I later married, Took her to the hospital and got her wounds all bandaged. Now, when they when she was in the hospital, they had asked her the doctors who did this, and um, she refused to tell. So when she left, they they took our light my my jag my jag while they took the license plate number, which which started to bring me up first. So I guess her and him construed this idea after being called by the police. When I was going to court, man, I was going to court loaded every day. I mean, I was loaded. I would stay up all night just getting because it was, it was a dream what was going on. You know, I couldn't believe that 
I'm being charged with all these charges, you know, and and and, and DAs people are saying these things, and, and DAs were giving girls drugs to lie on me, and and uh, I mean this whole thing. A lot of people don't even know that the judge kept quiet. Right. So actually, Rick, prison really he had set to run actually. Oh, okay, but, but real quick, Rick, prison actually uh, sort of set you straight though. It was a it was a blessing. It was a curse that turned into a blessing. All right, so there's a little sample of the Rick James thing, and I found the guy's email today, and I sent the audio bites to him. So they're kind of late in the game, apparently, because I called him, and they're in rough cuts right now. But he said if the producers really like the audio, yeah, they'll they'll put it in, even though they're they're. I got a hold of them like eight months after the original request, but I can't believe that we just stumbled upon this audio this morning with Hurricane sending me the files. It was just crazy. That's awesome. It's meant to be. So Hurricane gets the credit, right? Like a, a little footnote when they play the audio. Well, listen, we have no idea if Showtime's going to use it. They, I'm guessing they probably have enough crap on Rick James. They're not going to need our stuff. But that babble in the beginning, the... <laughs> 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 and then you know, the pimp burning the, the, the hose <laughs> with crack pipes. and I don't know what, the, I don't know what he's saying. Uh, Fester, speaking of prison, you know, Rick James did like, Two, three years in prison. Speaking of prison, so you effed up the letter to Jennifer Mead, the hiccup girl? Listen to this, Froggy. Yeah, I, I, I screwed it up pretty royally. Uh, I mailed it to the wrong prison. <laughs> Dude, hold God, on. man. What are you... So why'd you send it to the wrong prison? I looked up her Wikipedia page, and it said what prison she was in, and I told you guys she was in the, I think the, Lowell Correctional Facility in Ocala. And uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I mailed her the letter. I haven't heard anything back. I mean, all these people on Love After Lockup, they write back right away. So I wonder what's going on. And uh, I go to the state w- uh, website today, and I realize she's been transferred as of like a year and a half ago to a completely different facility. So I rewrote the letter and uh, sent it to the correct facility down in Homestead, Florida. Why'd she get transferred? Who the hell knows why? Yeah, really. Ma- she's, maybe she got into like a hot female prison fight or something. Oh, stop hiccuping. <laughs> hey, Just so wait, wait a minute. Fester, they sent her to Homestead. That, that's got to be like coronavirus central down there. Okay, oh. so funny you say that because I, then I'm reading about the facility and it's in Homestead. It's in Florida City, which is right next to Homestead. Uh, apparently a very, very tough neighborhood. And it is like the number one female prison coronavirus epicenter for prisons in the Southeast. She could actually have the Rona right now. She might not write back. She could be in the infirmary with coronavirus. It, it, it can house like 670 women and like over 300 of them have Corona. Oh, guys, uh, sorry about this. But on a sad note, I now know my first coronavirus death. Uh, obviously, I know of people, especially in Florida now, that have contracted because you know the deal. When we were down in Tampa over uh, Memorial Day weekend, I noted that nobody was wearing a mask. There was no social distancing. Then we heard about all the clubs being jammed up, St. Pete and Clearwater and Tampa, South Howard, that whole deal. And Michelle and I knew that there was going to be a spike in cases in Florida, and sure enough, there was. And, oh, man, uh, a well-known architect and designer in Tampa a guy that I was friendly with by the name of Tommy Lamb, very well-known. Tommy died of coronavirus last week, and about my age, I'm 54, he was intubated and didn't come out of it. 
just oh, this sorry week. Sorry about I, that, MJ. That sucks. I, I found out my my all time favorite RV customer has COVID nineteen, and he's an older guy. He's a Vietnam vet, and I, I've sold this guy four RVs in five years. Oh man! And uh, is he gonna recover? I don't know. He has pneumonia. He, that's what brought him in, and he's uh, he's home now, so he's not intubated. But I called him and talked to him yesterday, and he's he's having a tough time with it. So, speaking of coronavirus, on a much much obviously lighter note, Fester, don't you know some guy that's pulling some kind of coronavirus vacation racket? Which I, you know, I wouldn't. That's bad karma. That's the kind of stuff can come back and bite you in the ass. Well, it's my wife's friend's husband. So yeah. he's not my buddy, but okay. I, I know this guy. One of my wife's closest friends, her husband works for a construction company. He's one of the one of the foremen of some big projects in downtown Tampa. And he's lost some guys on his crew who have had COVID-19. And then after a couple of weeks, maybe three weeks or a month, they come back to work. And 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 he's and, and he's been noticing this. So after Fourth of July, he asks for a couple of days off and the the owners of the construction companies say, no, we, we can't lose you. You know, you got to be here. You got it. So he had to cancel his vacation for after 4th of July. So he says, screw these guys. He's going to tell them that he has COVID and take the month of August off. Oh, man. Come on. That's, oh, that's terrible. He's renting, he's renting a vacation house on Anna Maria Island, like an Airbnb for like a whole month. One of those rentals. His, he's saying he's sending his wife to the rental because his wife can't help but to put crap on like Instagram and Facebook all the time. Oh, so, he's good cover. So the only rule is, yeah. honey, you can post whatever the hell you want. Just be sure I'm not in the picture. Oh, man. And they're going to have a family vacation down at Anna Maria Island. He's going to get caught or, you know, karma's going to catch gonna up. COVID. He's going to, exactly. He's going to get, karma's going to catch me. He's going to get COVID-19. And again, most people recover. Most people have minor symptoms or asymptomatic or sometimes moderate symptoms. But some people that are healthy. Hey, how about the nine-year-old girl in Florida, that precious little girl with no pre-existing condition? She died of COVID-19. Yeah, it, I mean, it's. It, I agree with you. He's tempting fate and he's playing with karma. But then, then he says because of HIPAA rules, his employer can't even ask to see the positive uh, results. So he thinks he's in the clear. Man, I don't know if I'm going to mess around with that. All right, got a follow-up here. Fester, your friend last week, JC, who now goes to what? Alcoholics Anonymous meetings to pick up chicks? Just to meet women. He doesn't have a problem <laughs> with alcohol. Uh, unfreaking believable. And we brought up that there was some TV show that I had seen. I couldn't remember what it was where there was some scene or there was a storyline of going to AA or Narcotics Anonymous to meet hot babes and go on dates. Somebody got a hold of me uh, via email and said it was Rescue Me. Uh, did you ever watch that? That series was great. It was uh, Dennis Leary and it was on FX, I think. And Rescue Me was phenomenal. Yeah, I remember it, but I, I didn't get into it. I only saw a handful of episodes. Yeah, that was a really great show. So if you're looking for like a TV to go back and watch, uh, Rescue Me is absolutely fantastic. If you want to get a hold of us, folks, you can drop us email, mj at mjmorningshow.com. That's mj at mjmorningshow.com. Send email. If you want to drop a voicemail or a text message, Call or text our hotline, and that's 
813-467-6290. Speaking of voicemail, this guy wants a shout-out but didn't mention his damn name once in the voicemail, so I, I got to just play this. Can you please send me a shout-out on the podcast this week, okay, my friend? Uh- That's it. I <laughs> But I don't know the guy's name. All I've got is his phone number, 813-9286. I'm not going to give out his phone number, but that's all, <laughs> that's all I have. <laughs> Thanks for listening, pal. We absolutely appreciate it. Chloe has just popped up. Michelle has left. Chloe is in the home studio here. And, of course, Chloe is 18. Chloe, you're about to turn 19 years old. I mean, can you believe it, Chloe? Nope. <laughs> and Chloe, you got to talk right into the microphone there. Yeah, stay. Don't Come move on, around. Just, Chloe. Just, just stay right on the microphone. And you know, Chloe was born right when that Rick James interview happened, probably a couple weeks around, right? Yeah, Chloe's, <laughs> Chloe was born actually three weeks before 9-11. Chloe was born on August 20th of 2001. Don't you remember, guys? We talked about this on the air. 911 on the air, I'm like, what kind of freaking world did I just bring this little baby into after 9-11? All I remember is Michelle didn't come to my wedding because she was all pregnant and stuff. <laughs> so, guess what, guys? <laughs> Chloe is off to college. University of New yeah. Hampshire, all go right. Wildcats! All right. So, uh, Chloe was recruited to play women's soccer for the University of New Hampshire, and unfortunately we got word, Chloe, that what happened? Uh, my fall season is canceled, so I will not be playing my first year in college. Oh. But um, there is a, there's a rumor that we might be able to do a spring season, so I'm really hoping for that. Uh, but there's no telling. I mean, you just really don't know right now. So They're hoping to push a lot of the canceled fall sports to the spring, so they're hopeful that there can be a spring season for some of these sports. And Chloe, it's got to be pretty disappointing, right? Yeah, it's, it's disappointing is definitely the word. It's upsetting too. Um, I just I couldn't I couldn't even bear to see the. We had a Zoom call with the whole team, yeah. and um, you could see the seniors who were the captains. Yeah. And I couldn't even imagine like being a senior and even a captain and having my my season canceled. Well, hopefully there'll be a spring season so the seniors can play in the spring and, and wrap things up. But th- there's no guarantee. You know, you're going in as a freshman, so you've got years ahead. And also, the NCAA, aren't they going to extend eligibility by a year because of this? Um, it's definitely um, up for conversation. I know there's talk about it right now. There's no um, set in stone well, they right sh- now. They sh- I mean, I'm sure they I, will. I know they have. They basically have to. <laughs> but... We don't know yet. But obviously you were upset, and you know, I saw you tear up a little bit. Uh, you, yeah. You were supposed to be at school, actually. You were going to report in like three or four days. I know. It's crazy. You were supposed to be there August 1, and then preseason games, and then regular season games. Uh, so that's over, but you are going to be reporting to school. They're doing on campus, and I'll tell you, they have a very impressive protocol. And UNH actually is building their own lab on campus to do all of the student testing on campus they're going to be fully self-contained with testing so that's a positive thing so are you nervous about going because of COVID-19 or what I mean I was nervous about college in general but now that like the coronavirus is here I'm that just adds a whole nother level of nervousness you know so (laughs) oh my god I can't believe this is the little Chloe we used to call this is the little Chloe that used to have dreams and speak on the show about 
wanting to grow wings and fly or Froggy, do you remember your alarm clock song? You know, the Chloe Wake Up. Oh, I remember the Chloe Wake Up song and the Chloe Happy Birthday song. Yeah. Such memories. Aww. And now look at her. I got to try to dig those things up. Anyway, so we're going to drive you up in a couple of weeks uh, to move you in. We have a date to move all your stuff up and then a couple of days later to actually bring you there so you can stay. Right. They're allowing students to go on one day um, just to set up. We only get an hour and a half and we get to set up everything and then we'll come back home and then I'll go in for moving day. So. Uh, well, Chloe, I'm sorry that you had your first opening freshman season canceled do you think you were going to be a starter do you think you were going to start probably or i mean my coach was very confident when i spoke with him really? about it so and that really got me excited yeah here's a positive you don't have to worry about her going to any you know sigma nu packed frat parties oh my up god in college. you know what happens when you're a freshman <laughs> well you know there's a whole <laughs> level of responsibility now with covid right right Chloe? of course of course Oh, Listen, I'm, sure, Chloe. I'm sure he's given him so many speeches. <laughs> His little come. three or four word spiel there is just a, a cap on a thousands of words of warning. <laughs> Chloe, listen, and don't completely close the door on Hillsborough Community College. <laughs> all right, all right. Always an option. Always an option. HCC, go Hawks. You know, I mean, hell, you can, you can stay at my house. We have an extra room. Oh, I'm you know, sold. I'm right, sold. Right around the... You go to hey. the Ebor campus, you go to the Dale Mabry campus. Hey, guess what? Michelle, she started going to a community college years earlier in Virginia Beach. She then, she went to HCC and took a couple of years and she got her associates. Then she applied at USF and got her four-year accounting degree. And then Michelle went on to go to Stetson Law and get her law degree. Yeah, and guess what else, Fester? I went to there as well, and I went there three and a half years because I liked it so much. It took me that long to graduate, but it was a great school. So There's nothing wrong. I'm telling Chloe this is a legitimate option. I could get her a job at PDQ. I know a couple of people there. Ooh, yeah. I would do that. <laughs> I would do that. I know you would. <laughs> did you guys see the picture I sent you about PDQ having a milkshake with a chicken wing in it? I, I did. Oh, yeah. Have you had God. one? I have not. I have, no. I haven't either. <laughs> They're supposed to be good. That does sound pretty good. Yeah. And, <laughs> and again, listen, I, I love PDQ. Uh, PDQ is the best chicken sandwich in America. Great tenders. And of course, uh, for those that don't know, full disclosure, I am a small partner in the PDQ concept. So I'm a small investor uh, with the PDQ gang. So I uh, just full You're disclosure. You're not that short, dude. Come on. What? I mean, you're not that, not short. that yeah. short. Hey, also, yeah. I, you know what the market is that I think they're going for? <laughs> is people who stick French fries in their milkshake. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Wendy's has a cult on that with a little frosty they have, and you dip the Wendy's fries in it. Yeah, you that's... do that faster? Because I do. I do everything you can imagine doing to a cup of frosty. I do. Oh, God. Both. <laughs> if, if you can dip it, oh, I dip it in frosty, if you know All what right. I mean. Uh, I, Sorry, Chloe's still listening. Yeah. Sorry, Chloe. Right, That's Chloe, all right. Chloe, go back to your Netflix, all right? <laughs> Can I stay? Yeah, you can stay all if right. you want. All right. All right stick hey, around. Guys, guess what I learned about the protesters out in Portland? I, I saw a video of a couple of women wearing Birkenstocks and shorts attacking armed police officers getting pummeled to the ground. Nope. Okay. And it's not the naked lady. There's like a naked lady that is like a, uh, a not a hooker. I guess she's a adult, uh, what do you call them? An adult 
A service? No, no, no. A, adult. Lady of the night. Yeah, yeah. But what's what's the terminology for that? She's she's a, oh a, she, she's a sex worker. Those are prostitutes. Yeah. <laughs> she's a, she's a sex worker, and she's been showing up at these Portland protests, which have gotten nasty and violent. And she's totally nude. Is her name Adrian or something? I've got. Hang on a minute. I got her. She her sounds is, fun. Her, her name is Mercedes. No, I got it. How does it's, she look? I found it. It's Naked Athena. A Naked Athena's got a pretty nice body, to be quite honest. It looks like she's in her 30s or, or something. Uh, she's in pretty good shape. No, so it's not the Naked Athena in Portland. Guess what I learned? I had no idea. Did you know that the protesters are bringing leaf blowers to blow the tear gas smoke back? Ooh, that's, that's not smart. A- it's not a terrible idea, yeah. That isn't. Especially if you... Hold on a minute. Hang on. Like I can't... Hold on a minute. I can't hear you over the leaf blower. Hang on. Hold on a minute. I need some rioting noise in the background. Right, listen, I've got zero tolerance, by the way. Peaceful protests, the First Amendment... I'm on board, but I've got zero tolerance for the anarchists. I've got zero tolerance for the destruction, the arsonists, uh, zero tolerance for the folks that are spray painting and ripping stuff down, setting uh, uh, municipal buildings and police stations on fire. I've got zero tolerance. I hope they find them all, they arrest them, and they, they do federal time for 10 years. He doesn't have a leaf Hang blower. on, Fester. Hang on, Fester. I can't hear you over the leaf blower. Hang on a minute. Hang on, Fester. Hold on, Fester. I can't hear you over the leaf blower. Uh, anyway, listen, bottom line, they're bringing either battery-powered or, or gas-powered leaf blowers to blow the tear gas back. I had no idea until I, I read about that earlier today. MJ, did you see the video that was out this week of the woman who tried to light a car on fire in, like, a parking lot of an apartment complex? I did not. Where was this? Oh, my God. You didn't see that? No. Tell me about it. Oh, So I I honestly don't know every detail of the story because in this world we live in of scrolling Facebooks, it was just on my feed. But this woman was like pouring gasoline straight out of a red canister into the backseat of a black SUV. And then she reaches in with a lighter to get it started. And the whole thing combusts. And it blows her all the way into the car, into the next parking spot, throws her on the ground, and she's like falling away on all fours. <laughs> it sounded like an atom bomb went off. The sound was spectacular. <laughs> so you gotta see it, MJ. She gets thrown against the other car. Like, it, it's amazing. Right, you gotta send me the link. I'm looking it up right now, and I, I'll do it. But it was the best video I've seen all week. She must, that's a real crime, man. It's like a mob hit or something. Oh, my God. Fester just showed me the video over the Skype camera. Oh, my God. Hey, I know. Holy frig. Yeah, send me that, would you please? Oh, by the way, Chloe is still here. And, Chloe, what was the pop inspection spot check that I do on your phone earlier today? Uh, It was to see if TikTok was on my phone. (laughs) What was the first time I told you to take TikTok off? Like a year ago? A year and a half ago, actually. And then you took it, you because I, I got wind back then that it was probably a Chinese spy operation, mm-hmm. and you took it off. What? But, but then, then, then I got wind? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what? What? The guy delivering your takeout told you? <laughs> hey, you know, Todd, by the way. No, my, my Fed buddies, my NSA guys. Oh. All right, so, so wait a minute. So then you put it back on, right? Yes. 
and then I told you to take it back off a couple months ago, and you did, correct? Yes. And it's still off, right? Yes. Commies are spying on Americans and the world via the TikTok video app, I'm telling you. Okay. Are you, right. you nuts? Why you, Chloe, take this seriously. I, I don't want TikTok on your phone. Do not put it back on. Okay. I mean, I don't think my life is that interesting that they want to see it, but... I mean, it's fine. It's gone anyway. All right, very, do not put it when you go to college. Do not put it on because the Chinese are stealing data, most likely from TikTok. <laughs> it's like a wide open portal to people's phones and lives. MJ, are you being serious? Are you messing around? I am not. There, my kid has one of those. Dude, things. look it up. Look up Chinese spying and TikTok. Get the freaking thing. This is thing. a crazy conspiracy no, theory it, stuff. No, first of all, you know that I dispute and I dispel crazy conspiracy garbage. Like Pizzagate and that QAnon crap. That. QAnon is absolute crap. I, I dispel that garbage. No, this is serious. This sounds like that. It's not. Of, it is not. Thing. The military has told soldiers get TikTok off. Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, uh, we we might even get to the point. Seriously, uh, the president might even move toward banning TikTok in the United States because of the security risk. Seriously. Oh, and breaking news. Whatever you do, speaking of China. If seeds from China show up in your mailbox, do not plant the seeds. Guys, are you aware of this? Have you heard this crazy story? No, but tell me all about it because I almost bought seeds off of a wish. There is a crazy story developing in the last week or so. There are people in Utah, according to Fox 13 in Utah. They've got a Fox 13 in Salt Lake City, not Fox 13 Tampa. And there are people in Utah that are getting shipments of seeds from China. The envelope says there's like a necklace or a ring inside, and it turns out it's a package of seeds. Then there are people up in Michigan getting seeds. Then Channel 4, NBC in Washington, D.C., reported that Virginia residents were getting packages from China with seeds, and we don't know what the hell's going on. Why, why are seeds coming from China? Some are speculating that some Chinese operation, they're sending invasive uh, plant seeds to the U.S. to try to screw with our uh, agriculture. I don't know. But, oh, no. But seriously, it's, it's a, a whole new strain of kutsu. It's a crazy story about seeds that are showing up. Call authorities if you get them. Don't plant the seeds that show up from China in your mailbox. What the heck is going on? That sounds like another crazy conspiracy story. <laughs> it's seeds from China and TikTok. What? <laughs> I'm telling you, it's and COVID, guys. I think we could be in a in a parallel universe simulation dream right now. I don't. I don't even know if our lives are really the lives that we think we have. The, the, we're haywire. The whole freaking world is damned haywire right now. I don't know what the hell is going on. Oh, now the world is a simulation. I can't take the conspiracies anymore. I, I can't. If you love the podcast, send us a note. If you love the episodes. Email MJ at MJMorningShow.com. That's MJ at MJMorningShow.com. Comments, questions, things you remember. Uh, just drop us a line. MJ at MJMorningShow.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, we could even use it on the show. The voicemail and text hotline is 813-467-6290. 467-6290. And that's area code 813. 813-467-6290. 6290 voicemail or you can text us at that number my twitter feed give me a follow at todd schnitt of course everyone knows mj is todd schnitt that's my real name on twitter give me a follow at t-o-d-d 
S-C-H-N-I-T-T. On Instagram, I'm at Certified Todd Schnitt. So different content on both. Give me a follow in both places. Froggy, do you remember morbidly obese Matt? I do not remember that, but wouldn't Fat Matt be an easier name? I I don't don't know. know. Anyway, this was apparently the maiden voyage of morbidly obese Matt calls an antique store trying to sell an antique musket. The sound effects are hysterical because the sound effects don't really sound like a musket. Uh, they sound like they, <laughs> but I use a machine. Gun. They sound like a fifty caliber machine gun, not a not a Civil War musket. Here it is, a froggy lost crank call, morbidly obese Matt. Froggy has a brand new debut. Obviously. Will this character go anywhere? Will this be the character that'll put Froggy over the top and help him sell tens of thousands of crank call CDs? We'll find out. Is this going to be a hysterical recurring character? I guess we'll find out. I have no idea where this is going other than it's morbidly obese Matt with his service monkey. Yes, morbidly obese Matthew who relies 100% on his service monkey for everything. Is there any other setup or just hit it? Well, he's calling an antique shop because his monkey found an antique. <laughs> his monkey is what an antiquer on the weekends or yes. what? So that's it. Enjoy. I hope I, you do. Morbidly obese Matt and his. Oh, what kind of monkey is it? It's a Reese's monkey. Is a little Reese's monkey. Yeah, of course. Right, here it is. Brand new froggy call. Hello. Yes. Hello. Is this the antique shop? Yes, it is. Yes, I believe I may have found something that I want to try to sell to you. I believe it's a World War II musket of some sort or World War One. I'm not quite sure. Oh, well, I'm sorry. We're not buying at the moment. Can you uh, please help me and give me some advice on what I could do with this musket? I am a, I'm a morbidly obese man. My name is Matthew. I'm, I'm very, very big. Uh, I rely 100% on my three-year-old Reese's monkey. His name is Skittles. And I point, um, why are you laughing at me, ma'am? What I do is I'm so obese, I'm 916 pounds. And oh, my goodness. When I need to get something, say, from the refrigerator or, say, uh, if I need a glass of water or whatever, I, uh, a honey-baked ham... All I need to do is point my laser pointer at it, and my three-year-old Reese's monkey Skittles will get it for me. I name him Skittles because that's my favorite chewy candy. Is it? Yes. Here, uh, I'll give you an example of what a wonderful monkey he is. Skittles, please bring me an entire bag of Oreo cookies and shove them all in my (laughs) mouth at once, please. Thank you. Who is this? Oh, yes. Oh, he's... The cookies. Oh, my favorite. Double stuffed. Oh, absolutely delicious. Put them in my mouth, Skittles. Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. Now pour the RC cola right down my throat like a good monkey. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, bad monkey. Oh, thank you, Skittles. That was so refreshing. Excuse me, I just ate an entire trough of Cozy Shack pudding. Now, if I could please describe the musket to you. Oh, well, let's see. Does the musket work? Um, how Skittles bring the musket back, Skittles? Skittles, come down, Skittles! Skittles! 
musket <laughs> i was gonna say that's one hell of a, an antique uh world war ii musket it was very well, first, powerful. Of, first of all i'm thinking musket would probably be more like uh civil war civil war revolutionary <laughs> war he's thinking. fat i'm just, you know that's what fat people yeah, would say I'm war going, of 1812 yeah, yeah I'm, go, I'm going with that time frame and not to mention the musket sounds like a like a 50 millimeter machine gun you know Thanks. yeah a fifty cal or whatever they you know call it. That I was, thought just the uh, the musket one shot it wouldn't be enough to, like they used to have back in the day. So hey, roll that back. That's like automatic machine gun. That's fire. a musket. That's, that's, that's like some big giant turret is, mounted on top of a Humvee. At, um, obviously. Oh, Skittles, listen, bring listen. the musket back, Skittles. <laughs> Skittles, <laughs> Terror monkey the, is what it the is. musket had a rocket launcher on the side. I guess so. It was one of those. Morbidly obese Matt. Well, is Matt dead? Is that no? A- Matthew survives, of course, because well, of all the blubber protecting. Yes, him? yes. And because you know, uh, whales have gotten shot, and it's like a pimple to them. The yeah. musket hit a gas tank on the grill. So, oh, is that what it was? That was the explosion. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that bought. I think that lady bought the uh, premise hook, line, and sink. I think she did too. <laughs> is what I'm thinking. Or laughing uncontrollably as Matt was getting assassinated by the monkey. Wow. The MJ Morning Show. Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with personalities like TV chef Brian Duffy, radio personalities like Ian Beckles, news and political pundits like independent journalists Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, pro wrestling personality David Penzer, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.